Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EFG Daily Commute. This is Steven Dutzman. I am the founder of Engage Family Gaming, and this is episode 24. I actually looked it up yesterday. So, um, here we are. It's Wednesday, um, I think. Is it Wednesday? I can't even remember anymore. Yes, it's Wednesday. And, uh, it's Smash Week, which is, uh, what everybody's talking about, um, but also it's Game Awards Week, and also it's Kind of Funny Games Daily, uh, or Kind of Funny Games Showcase Week. Also, also we had an amazing reveal of the Captain Marvel trailer, um, which, uh, I, I, I mean, I was astonished by how awesome it was. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, which I'm, I'm hard-pressed to imagine that you are someone who would be listening to a podcast about games and would not be at least somewhat interested in the Marvel movies, but hey, if you haven't seen it yet, um, go look at the trailer. It's amazing. Um, I really appreciated what they did uh, and what they showed, and they really kind of gave me an idea of what the shape of that movie is going to be, so I'm, I'm really excited I'm excited for Captain Marvel just in general, but that movie certainly, that the trailer did not hurt my hype. So, um, and in amongst all of this, some news broke yesterday, um, that I definitely wanted to talk about, um, because I think it's one of those things that is, um, that we might not feel right away, and it's possible we might never really feel it. Um, as far as, you know, its impact on our lives, especially if you're not like really deeply ingrained in the gaming space. But I want to talk about um, Epic Games. That's the company that's responsible for Fortnite um, and their announcement to open the Epic Games store. So um, this is not a brick and mortar retail type thing. They're not going to be making physical stores. Um, this is, although I wouldn't put it past them to do that in a uh, Fortnite marketing campaign at some point, uh, because they do have infinity dollars. Um, so, uh, for Epic Games um, is known for a number of things. Um, right now, they're known for Fortnite um, throughout the world. Uh, I was listening to uh, Michael Pachter, who is an industry analyst, um, and he theorizes that Fortnite actually has better brand recognition than, say, Minecraft, uh, just because it's more well-known to people who don't necessarily, um, you know, have kids, uh, it's, you know, it's just, or haven't had kids in a while. Um, and I, I can't really argue with that logic. Um, at the very least, the fact that it's a discussion um, means that Fortnite is obviously a big deal, a very big deal. Um, and so they're known for that. But the other thing they do is they actually, and this is where they make, this is where they made a lot of their money initially and why Fortnite was in, was able to remain in development for as long as it was because it was in development for many years. Um, I think maybe at least five, um, they, uh, they make what's called the unreal engine, which is a, an engine for lack of a better term, um, it is a framework and a tool set that is used by game developers to make their games. Um, these are the things that help them with physics and lighting and, you know, what assets they can use, etc. And so, um, Epic uses, uh, they created this Unreal Engine and they regularly update it and they actually, um, 
they used to sell it, and then eventually they made it so that anyone could use the Unreal Engine. They actually kind of just made it free. Um, but you had to pay like a revenue model. You had to, if you made a game, you had to give them a cut um, instead of paying for it. Which that by itself was a huge deal um, because a lot of folks couldn't afford to use Unreal even if they wanted to, um, and they couldn't even really test or learn on it. Whereas as soon as they made Unreal, you know, just about anybody can get it. Um, as soon as they did that and kind of democratized that development platform, a lot of people were able to start using it. Um, and, you know, they were making smaller projects that maybe weren't commercially viable, but they were getting job experience that made, I think, it made the game industry better as a whole. Um, and very recently, um, you know, they, they, they kind of, that was very recent. They just spread it out and said, listen, rather than pay for it, here you go, you've got, you know, you can just pay us a cut. Well, as of yesterday, uh, they announced that they are opening a storefront. Now, this storefront will, it's going to start on PC and Mac um, with a hand-selected collection of PC games. Um, and it is um, the biggest differentiator between Epic's store and, say, Steam, which is currently the biggest place to buy PC games in general. Like, if you buy a PC game right now, you're buying it on Steam, um, is, uh, is the way that they do revenue sharing with the developers. Now, that by itself doesn't mean anything to parents. Um, it doesn't mean anything to us, really. Who cares how their profits are split? Well, here's where I think that things might change. The biggest one is... Um, the industry standard has been a 70-30 split, meaning if I make a game and I sell it on Steam, I get to keep 70% of that revenue and I have to pay 30% to the storefront. This is not completely outside of the realm. Like it, Super Smash Bros. is a $60 game. Nintendo is not getting a full $60 from every sale of that that is done at a brick-and-mortar retailer. They're just not. So it's not unheard of that there would be like this, you know, that this kind of overhead because you have to pay the person that is selling your game. Um, so historically, it has been like a 70-30 split between um, Steam and also the iOS marketplace, um, etc. 70-30 split. That's just the, the generally accepted rule. Um, Steam, within the last week or so, put out a new uh, program where they are, um, where they would reduce the amount of revenue they would collect if the game sold a ton of money. Uh, sold a ton of copies. I think it was like a million copies or something like that. Um, if they did that, uh, or no, if it made more than a million dollars, they would reduce some of the, the, the overhead that they would charge. Um, and this made a lot of independent developers really upset because they were like, oh, okay, so I don't make, I don't sell that many copies. So as a result, you know, you're, you're going to take more money from me, um, even though I don't, you know, I, 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 even though um, I, you know, put a lot of effort into this and I've, I'm selling the product, you're going to take more money from me compared to a bigger developer um, just based on how much they sell. And um, I can understand Steam's 
logic, you know, Valve, the company that owns Steam, their biggest concern is, you know, these big companies have slowly started to back away. There are companies that simply don't put their games on Steam. Uh, they use their own marketplace. Um, and that's revenue that Steam is losing. So there, I'm sure their plan was, if it's a big game, then um, you can put it on our marketplace for less. And their hope is that that smaller you know, cut will be less than what it would cost to operate their own storefront because operating your own store is, is very expensive. And so, um, you know, that's what their hope is, but it, it definitely kind of rattled everybody's cages, um, you know, over the, in the beginning of this week, largely because folks were concerned about, um, you know, what does this mean? What is Steam doing? Um, you know, a lot of indie, indie developers were really upset, but there really weren't a lot of options. Um, there are other online storefronts, uh, you know, GOG, uh, which used to be good old games. Now it's just GOG, G-O-G.com. Uh, there's itch.io, um, so I-T-C-H dot I-O. It's another, you know, independent, friendly uh, publishing platform, but they, again, nothing is as big as Steam. Steam is, you know, it's in the PC gaming space, it's one might call like too big to fail. And part of that is that there's nobody else that has enough money to compete with uh, Steam that is attempting to compete with Steam. That is no longer a thing uh, because Epic has Fortnite money, which I don't know if you know, is a pretty big deal. Fortnite making a lot of cash, right? And so they are... Uh, the, the biggest difference is the revenue share. They said right off the front, universally 88-12. So we'll take a 12% cut, you can keep 88. Just right off the top, um, it's more attractive to... Um, Developers and publishers, right? Because eighty-eight twelve is a very is very different than seventy thirty. Um, obviously, right? That's the math, but that's breaking kind of universal traditions. Um, and Epic also has said that if you are using the Unreal Engine and you publish through our store, we'll waive the fee for using the Unreal Engine. So you don't have to pay us that licensing, you know, fee, which is huge uh, because a company that, let's say I was a company that was making an independent game and I used the Unreal Engine for what I was doing and then I sold it on Steam, it means by default I get to keep like 65% of the price. I mean, it, it makes it a lot harder to make money. Um, and a lot of these independent developers are making game and then they're making another game and using the, you know, they're not getting rich. Um, very few game companies sell, you know, go crazy. Um, and so, you know, that, that's a very big deal, you know, to go from like a 65-35 split between their own revenue and just who they have to pay for the engine and for, um, for the, using the storefront to go down to 12. It's very attractive. 
Um, the other piece is Epic certainly has brand recognition right now. Um, they are building it. Um, and because on PC, at least, you have to use the Epic Store, like the Epic Launcher, to turn on Fortnite. So anyone that plays Fortnite on PC, you go through their storefront just by default. Um, they also already have like all the logistics worked out on how to collect money and how to, you know, they, they have all this stuff so that they can just kind of get rolling, you know, relatively quickly. Um, and so here, that's the, like the story. So you might be wondering like, why am I bringing this up here? Like who cares? So there might be another store. Well, I, I, I think there's going to be a few things that we'll notice, especially if you're a family that games on PC. Now, they also said they're going to be bringing these marketplaces to uh, Android and iOS. I don't know exactly how that would work, but th that is their plan also. But what it, what it means to me um, is Fortnite is not going to be alone for much longer. You know, they're creating this storefront they will be talking about this storefront um, on their other Epic products. You know, this is going to get put in your kid's face. Uh, they're going to see it. Um, and I don't know that that's necessarily a problem. However, you know, we're going to see more about it. If you're a PC gaming family, you are very likely, especially if they start using some of those deeper pockets to get exclusives, you know, eventually we might run into a situation where you just have to download it. It's kind of been the way it is anyway. I mean, I have, you know, I've got the Blizzard launcher, um, you know, for Battle.net, and I have Steam. So it's not unheard of, but it's certainly something that we're going to have to consider. Um, you know, really, competition is a good thing. So I don't think this is bad uh, for anyone. Um, you know, Steam has been... Um, kind of, it's such a juggernaut that they just kind of do their own thing. Um, and they have a number of problems, you know, not the least of which being, you know, outside of the revenue split thing, which is, you know, they could have disrupted that a while ago and still made a ton of money, um, is, uh, they, they have a content issue, um, because they don't really know how to, um, they don't really know or they don't want to police the content that is on there. Whereas it sounds like from their announcement that Epic is going to do that. Um, it, there's just a lot of interesting changes and things that we're going to see in the marketplace. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that Epic Games is attempting to disrupt that whole you know, paradigm of how you buy games online. Um, and I think part of it is going to be marketing. Um, but I think another piece is going to be content. It sounds like they're going to be curating. And <coughs> it could very well be that by having a more personal approach to the way that they vet things and sort things out, it could be that the Epic Games Store... Um, might have less variety because there might be just a lot of games that they just don't publish or don't come there, but that might end up being a better experience because Steam in and of itself can be a mess with all the different video games that are released there on an almost daily basis. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, one thing that I do want to show share is I actually have reached out to um, the managing editor of GamesDaily.biz, a business-oriented gaming site. She's actually going to be, uh, we're going to be getting past the beginning of the year, and she's actually going to come on the main podcast, Engage, a family gaming podcast, and talk with me. Her name's Amanda, um, and Amanda is going to come on the show with me um, after we get past the new year. We're going to dig deep into this um, and talk about, you know, some real, you know, hopefully by then we'll have some more data. Um, and we'll have more information and announcements from them. And we're going to do a deeper dive. I just really wanted to kind of throw out there that this happened. Um, and it's, you know, we're going to be hearing more about it over the next, you know, couple of months. And so I'll keep you guys posted um, if this becomes a big deal. Um, but with that said, this has been the EFG Daily Commute for today. Um, I, I want to hear your thoughts because uh, I know... One thing is, I'm not the biggest PC gamer. Um, I use it, but for me, it's just a, you know, is that where I have to play this game? Um, You know, if I could play it on a console, I would. Um, You know, and most of the PC games I play are Blizzard games, like Hearthstone or um, World of Warcraft. So, I'd love to hear from the PC gamers out there. So, if you are one of those people... um, what do you think about this? Um, you know, have you been looking for a Steam successor, uh, somebody to replace the that Steam, um, you know, in your life because you've been frustrated with some of the other stuff? Maybe you didn't have any other options. Um, have you already been avoiding Steam? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, the head on over to the Engage Family Gaming community. Um, you can go there by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Join the conversation there um, and share with us your thoughts. What do you think about the idea of Epic um, opening their own store? I'd love to hear what you say, um, and maybe we'll talk about it on a future show. So I do hope you guys have a wonderful day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye.